0: Welcome once again to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. As the Monday and Tuesday show had a couple of guests, I have got no guests today. But I will have Tanya Chavez on the show tomorrow. And my guest list is still up in the air for Friday. I reached out to several people. I do thank Brad Page for being the emergency guest on Friday's show last week. But one person that I have reached out to, I reached out to gold medal Olympian Suni Lee, who does gymnastics at Auburn University, led her team to the Final Four in gymnastics. I think that's a big get. It's going to be a reach, but sometimes you got to go big. Like Gabe Reynolds said on last week's show, I have reached out to other big gets, and I've had some pretty good guests on the show. I had Tyler Crowder on on Monday. He's got a very good podcast, a very legit podcast called Kicking It With Crowder, and he is a talent, and we also had Justin Dale on yesterday. Also, an unsung talent. I mean, he really has the experience to have his own show or be a guest and he does have some broadcasting background as we did go to Free Harbin university the second time back in 2006 he's a little bit younger than me so as i reached out to sunisa lee as she won the gold medal in the overall competition at the 2020 tokyo olympics which were being held in 2021 because of the pandemic reached out to her and said, hey, "I'm a big fan. You know, I appreciate what you're doing at Auburn. I got two daughters in gymnastics. Yeah, I played that card. Look, sometimes when you want to get a big guest, that's not a desperate move. That's just a move stating like I, you know, you're considered a role model to my daughters. And I really appreciate what you have done at the University of Auburn and you know, being a local podcast to the Chattahoochee Valley." that I think that she would be a good guest to interview. So that's what I tried to do with that. So we do have a great show. I'm going to talk about the Atlanta Braves getting a 3-0 victory over the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. The LaGrange Grangers punch their ticket to the state championship game. It'll be a best-of-three series in Rome, Georgia, home of the Rome Braves. They had just an incredible night, Monday night. I did talk about it on Tuesday because Tuesday was just strictly a guest show. Sometimes I'll get on for the first 10 minutes and talk about all the local sports that's been going on. I did not do that on Tuesday, and so I just had Justin Dale straight for 45 minutes, but we got to talk about Monday night. LaGrange, pretty much Jack Patterson of WRBL said it best. Half of the city of LaGrange was at the branch Monday night. And they defeated Cedartown. A great job by freshman pitcher Caden Wood. I think if they have Daniel Wooten and Caden Wood, I like their chances against North Oconee. North Oconee's only lost one game all year. I really like their chances as they reach the state championship for the first time since 2004 when they won it all. So good luck to the LaGrange Grangers this weekend. Yeah, as I expected, LaGrange High School releasing the kids early Friday so they can make that trip up to Rome to see them in Game 1. So the Atlanta Braves get an impressive road victory. Great pitching performance by Tyler Davidson scored. Gave up no runs on five innings pitched. Tyler Davidson picks up the victory. And the Atlanta Braves take Game 1 of a three-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. They are 17-20 on the season. And they welcomed Ronald Acuna Jr. back to the lineup. NBA playoffs last night. The Miami Heat take Game 1 against the Boston Celtics, 118-107. to 107. You know, I thought this was going to be a low-scoring game. thought it was going to be like 83-82. to 82. That's what I predicted. But is not Jimmy Butler the best player in the world right now? No disrespect to Luka, but did you see that block that Jimmy Butler had on Jason Tatum? That was textbook. That was what legends are made of. That is... LeBron blocking Andre Iguodala in Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. That's how great it was. Jimmy Butler, 41 points, 9 rebounds. Miami takes Game 1. I'm starting to think if the Boston Celtics, who have been a great organization, they've been run well, they have a great defensive team, probably the best defensive team in the league, but they had no answer for Jimmy Butler. They could not guard him. This could be a problem for Boston. Boston especially since Miami is a very good defensive team as well. Miami does have the home court. They have the better coach. I know I was hoping for a Golden State Warriors-Boston Celtics NBA Finals. I think we're going to get Heat Mavericks. Now, as painful as that sounds, because I don't want to see that for a third time, actually would be a pretty good matchup between Luka and Jimmy Butler. I think it would. All right, well, Golden State, who is a heavy favorite against Dallas, will take on the Dallas Mavericks in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors are a heavy favorite in this series. But I still think, defensively, they don't have an answer for Luka. What are you going to do? You're going to put Draymond Green on Luka? He's going to try to get physical with him? Guaranteed, Draymond Green is going to get a couple of technicals in this series. And he will be suspended for one of the games. I am calling it now. Draymond Green will be suspended for one of the games. Because he will get too physical. He'll get a flagrant. He's, he's gonna get a flagrant two on Luca. That's just the bottom line. That's the type of player Draymond Green is. And without that physical presence, I don't know if Golden State could stop Dallas, especially if Luca gets hot. And if Spencer Denwittle gets hot, look out. I think the Mavericks have a shot at upsetting the Warriors. And I'm a Warriors fan. Alright, so I got to give a shout out to the Atlanta Dream. They defeated the Indiana Fever 101 to 79. And Ryan Howard does it again, 19 points. Is she not the best player on the Atlanta Dream? Could be an all-star this year. Could be a future MVP. They did suffer their first loss to the Las Vegas Aces, but come on, Becky Hammond is the greatest WNBA coach. I'm sorry, there's no question. Becky Hammond is awesome. She should have been an NBA head coach. I personally think that's who the Hawks should have hired. There you go, I said it. Working under Greg Popovich, assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs, yeah, what can you say? NHL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were playing a road game. It was the Battle of Florida. Lightning taking on the Panthers. It was a contest where the Florida Panthers, I thought, were the better team. You can never count out the champs. The Tampa Bay Lightning get a convincing 4-1 lead, and they are 12-2 when they take a 1-0 series lead in the playoffs. I'm calling it. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning win their third straight Stanley Cup. There's no question that Tampa Bay has been the more focused team. They were able to come back from that deficit against Toronto in the previous round. And now they're taking on a Florida team that is a lot better. Not a lot of travel in this series. You've got two teams from Florida. You had, hey, Russell Wilson was in attendance at the Colorado Avalanche St. Louis Blues game. Good luck charm, maybe. The Colorado Avalanche get a 3 2 victory in overtime. And it got me thinking can Denver have a run like Boston did last decade? Or what Tampa has done this past couple of years? Or what LA has done with the Dodgers, Lakers, and the Rams winning championships in the last three years? Is it Denver's time? Does Russell Wilson make the Denver Broncos a Super Bowl contender? And When Nikolai Jokic gets help, can the Denver Nuggets make it to the NBA Finals once they get Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back? And if the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, and right now the Colorado Rockies are in contention, they're fighting with the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants in that brutal NL West, that leaves one team that needs to start seeing success, and that is the Colorado Rapids in the MLS. But I think in the next couple of years, all the Denver sports teams are going to be competing for championships. To include the Colorado Rockies. Uh, that's just what I'm predicting. So the NBA draft lottery was last night. And the Orlando Magic gets the number one pick in the NBA draft. This is the fourth time that the Orlando Magic have won the lottery. They won it back in 1992 where they drafted Shaquille O'Neal. That pick turned out pretty good until '96, when he went to the Lakers. Then they won the draft lottery again. This was pretty cool, and they made an ESPN 30 for 30 on it called This Magic Moment. 1993, they only had one ping pong ball. And somehow, the luck of the draw, they end up getting the number one overall pick once again, where they draft Chris Weber, trade him to Golden State for Penny Hardaway, and the Shaq and Penny era begin in Orlando, but it was very short-lived. The Orlando Magic were able to make it to the NBA Finals in 1995, but they got swept by the Houston Rockets. So the Orlando Magic win the number one overall pick once again in 2004, where they draft Dwight Howard. Turned out pretty good. They reached the NBA Finals in 2009. With the NBA draft coming up in a month, I think the Magic get Chet Holmgren, the forward from Gonzaga. They're going to pair him up with his former college teammate, Jalen Suggs. And I think the Magic have something to build off, but they're not a playoff team just yet, even with Chet Holmgren. I tell you, I'm looking at their draft history. It's some hit and misses. I mean, they did get Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. Two th- 2020, they get Ko Anthony. 2019, Chuma Uki. 2018, they get Mohamed Bamba, who's been a bust. 2017, Jonathan Isaac. I mean, the jury's still out on him. Another bust, 2015, Mario Hezonia from Croatia. He hasn't panned out in the NBA. They had a very good draft in 2013 with the second overall pick. They did get Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is just not the same player he was after that injury. So I know it's early, but the latest 2002 NBA mock draft, according to CBSSports.com, has got the Orlando Magic taking Chet Holmgren the talented seven-foot center. He's going to make up for that Mo Bamba pick because that was a complete bust. Oklahoma City, who got the number two pick, they need a superstar to pair along with Shai Gilgis-Alexander. And I think Paolo Banchero. many people think he's going to go number one. That's a good fit for Oklahoma City to pair him up with Alexander. And then Jabari Smith going to the Houston Rockets. So anytime you get back-to-back lottery picks, the... Best case scenario is the two become superstars, and then you have a duo, kind of like with Carl Anthony Towns and what Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be. And now it's Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota did a pretty good job with their number one overall picks. Jabari Smith at times looked like the best player in all of college basketball. And I thought he was going to be the number one overall pick, but he disappeared. In the second round of the NCAA tournament when Auburn lost to Miami. Sacramento actually moved up in this draft. Can they finally get a pick right? Can Jaden Ivey, the shooting guard out of Purdue, just become this electric scorer? They have De'Aaron Fox. I mean, are they going to move De'Aaron Fox? They whiffed on Marvin Bagley III when Luca and Trey Young were still on the board. But Ben McLemore, Thomas Robinson, Jimmer Ferdette, Nick Stauskis. How many years has the Sacramento Kings been in the lottery and they have whiffed on their draft picks? Detroit, last year they did have the overall number one pick with Cade Cunningham, getting Keegan Murray out of Iowa, the first player from Kentucky. Shaden Sharp, the shooting guard, freshman, going to Indiana. Ochai Abaji, who had a big title game, Against North Carolina, as Kansas wins their first NCAA title since 2008, Ochai Abaji going to the Portland Trailblazers. That would be a pretty impressive backcourt. Damian Lillard and Abaji. This would have been the Lakers' pick, but it's New Orleans' pick now because of the Anthony Davis trade. Ironically, the New Orleans Pelicans, in this mock draft, would select Johnny Davis, a small forward out of Wisconsin. Jalen Durden The talented freshman out of Memphis going to the San Antonio Spurs. See, the Spurs are in the lottery. If the Spurs get a big home run on their lottery pick, they're back. I don't think they're going to be back to winning five titles. But doesn't Greg Popovich get the best out of his players? And they find gems in the later rounds. This is the first time I've seen the Spurs in the lottery. It's just incredible. If Jalen Durden pans out, I mean... San Antonio could be back in the playoffs and being in consideration for conference titles for the next decade. Then you got the Washington Wizards at number 10, picking Benedict Matherin, the shooting guard from Arizona. That was a mock 2022 NBA draft, according to CBSSports.com. Well, the PGA Championship is this week, and Phil Mickelson is not going to defend his title as he has got another engagement With the Saudi League. You know, it was impressive that he won the thing last year. And now he's eligible for the senior tour. I would love to see a major with Tiger and Phil. Tiger Woods is going to play. I'm interested to see how well he's going to do at the PGA Championship. But it is odd that they move a major. That this was the last major of the year. As it was being held in August... And they moved it up to May right before the US Open. So I'm interested to see who's going to win this. Maybe Dustin Johnson. Maybe Colin Marikawa. Jordan Spieth. That's a good candidate right there. I like Jordan Spieth. All right. We are very close to being 100 days away from college football. You uh, know, right around this time is when I start listening to Josh Pate. You know, he's got the hardest job in sports broadcasting, as he does college football shows in what we would consider the off-season. But according to him, there is no off-season. As most schools finish their spring game, I would like to talk about that first weekend. Week one, always a fun time, Labor Day weekend. I just enjoy just sitting around and watching college football But the Chick-fil-A kickoff, Oregon and Georgia, is going to have a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. The 7.30 kickoff is going to be Notre Dame and Ohio State. Now, I admit, that's a smart move because Notre Dame gets more ratings. But I was hoping that Georgia would be the primetime game because I cannot wait for that matchup. I wonder what the early line is for Georgia and Oregon. Now, some people may ask me, this is a big game for you because you're from the West Coast and now you're from Georgia. So Georgia's taking on Oregon. True. I have nothing to do with Oregon football. When I was living in California, I guess you would say the college football teams that I rooted for were either Cal and Stanford and sometimes Fresno State. The only school in California that, in my opinion, has the most passionate fans is Fresno State. And no USC fans in Los Angeles. We're rooting for USC when there was not a professional football team there. Same with UCLA. I am excited that Georgia is playing UCLA in 2025. But yes, Georgia's playing Oregon. It's a good matchup. I want to see it. I want to see how Bo Nix responds to a Georgia defense that's still going to be good with Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, and Keely Ringo. But they did lose 15 players to the NFL draft. But they still have a great team. Stetson Bennett has got weapons. Adonai Mitchell, Brock Bowers, Kenny McIntosh. has got some great players. Just great. Georgia did lose Jermaine Burton to the University of Alabama. So Alabama's receiving core just got a little bit better. Of course, Alabama opens with Utah State. And then in week two, they will travel to Austin to take on the University of Texas in a true road game. The last time that Alabama played in a true road game in a Power 5 conference, they went up to Happy Valley in 2011 to take on Penn State, where they absolutely destroyed the Nittany Lions. But as we are getting closer and closer to college football, I know that's when my listeners come back. I'm hoping to have on more guests. I'm hoping to have Tyler Crowder on more often, as he is an expert when it comes to college football. I'm hoping to have Travis Creasy and Ben Hayes on more often, as they are huge Alabama fans. And also, I reached out to Josh Pate. Sure, why not? Josh Pate has been a legend in Columbus. When I first moved here in 2015, he was still here. And he has gone on to Nashville, working for 24-7 Sports, and his Late Kick podcast is incredible. It's an incredible listen. Josh Pate is just intelligent, and in my mind, he is the voice of college football. So all the college football little tidbits that I get, I'll get from Josh Pate. Don't get me wrong, I like Paul Feinbaum, but Paul Feinbaum, he makes his money with the callers. And that's why his show is great, because of the callers. But I cannot wait for college football season to kick off. We are almost at the 100-day mark until kickoff. And where will college game day be? I'm going to have a segment every week. I'm going to guess which is going to be the CBS game for the SEC, just based on all the teams. And I think Tennessee's going to be better with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. I think South Carolina's going to be better with Spencer Rattler. Will Revis for Kentucky, and Anthony Richardson for the University of Florida. So the quarterback play has gotten a lot better in the SEC East. That's something to look at. I do think once Georgia, if they can get past Oregon, that's practically going to be a home game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I still think that Oregon fans will travel. I want to say it's going to be 70-30 Georgia. There will be some Oregon fans that will be at that game. Right. I still want to talk about some of the high school baseball playoffs as Central is taking on Hewitt Trustville this weekend. They are in the championship. Congratulations to Beulah, the softball team. They're in the championship. The Central Lady Red Devils were sent off as they will play in the softball championship at Oxford. And now I want to talk about my alma mater. Freed Harmon University, you know, a couple months ago, I tried to start a podcast dedicated to Freed Harmon athletics and uh, nobody was listening. So I shut it down. I mean, the podcasts are still out there pretty much. Uh, nobody's listening. I- I'm just, I'm just being honest. I even called the athletic director and, and asked, do you think that the students at Freed Harmon university would appreciate about a 10 minute podcast where I run down like Freed Harmon athletics and he's like, oh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. The fact that nobody's listening, I've shut it down. But the Freed Hardman Lady Lions softball team, they lost their first game in the first round of the NCAA. They lost their first game in the first round of the NAIA tournament, which they're hosting in Henderson. They lost to Friends 3-2 to two in game one, so they go into the loser's bracket. They win two games yesterday, and now they are in the championship game, but they have to win two to punch their ticket to Columbus to reach the NAIA World Series. I've been waiting for this moment. I live in Columbus. If they make it to the NAIA World Series, I will definitely be in attendance. I told Coach Humphrey that when they visited Columbus a couple of months ago. With that being said, the Free Harmon baseball team, they are also in the loser's bracket in the first round of the NAIA World Series. And so good luck to the Lions and Lady Lions. Maybe if the demand for it could rise again where I could start up that podcast. But really, I'm not going to commit to something when I just don't get any listeners. I mean, that's, come on. I know better. Because that puts me, what, at four podcasts that I do? Okay. There's a time to just say, okay, you could pretty much do a podcast just about on everything. But one thing I won't do, I will not get political on this podcast. If you want politics, you can listen to Rick Smith that's on before me. But I'm not getting political. I know we had a lot of election runoffs and we got an election year and I barely talk about it. You know, it doesn't affect sports, in my opinion, one bit. Okay, so on a serious note. Monday's show was one of the hardest shows I've ever had to do. I was going back and forth debating with myself, should I lead with this? Over the weekend, the two baseball players who were killed in a car accident, and you also had a third member killed in the car accident, and that was former LaGrange and Callaway football star Rico Dunn. A prayer to the families, they're going to have a candlelight vigil uh, tonight at the square in LaGrange. The, the whole community is just hurting. And LaGrange College had a had to make a tough decision whether or not to continue on playing in the NCAA Division III tournament. They will host this Friday at noon against Sanitary from Louisiana. That was a tough decision. I mean, this whole community, the whole staff, athletic department, the college, they are hurting at this time. And I just want to honor them. And I mean, that, I that's why I started my show with that. And I just don't know if that was appropriate or not. When I got the news, I was actually at work. It was my drill weekends for the National Guard. I got the news and it sent shockwaves. My body was numb. It was the same feeling I got when Kobe Bryant was killed in the helicopter crash. Tragedy does happen in sports. But as a sports journalist, I have to report it. That's a very hard thing to do. Well, we've had a pretty good show. Don't forget that tomorrow I will have Tanya Chavez on, and I still don't know who my guest is going to be for Friday. Uh, Friday, I am calling the Russell County Spring Game against Tallahassee. Then we got a Lions game Memorial Day weekend, May the 28th, as the Columbus Lions will take on the Albany Empire. They are off this week. Looking forward to calling that game with Jared Dillard. And uh, we might even try to do a podcast sometime this week or next week. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening to The Sports Beat. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown Team Cobra Kai or something, and then send it to the Internet! You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast,